0: This episode brought to you by BRE Promotions. Whether you're just starting out or evolving your brand, BRE Promotions offers you expertly crafted disruptions that'll take you to the next level. BRE Promotions, we make your business shine. Visit us at brepromotions.com to schedule your free consultation. No Noboboomis.
1: My name is Lon Strickler, and I'm the editor and publisher of Phantoms of Monsters at phantomsofmonsters.com. I'm also the host of Arcane Radio, and I have a group, a 14 group, the Phantoms of Monsters 14 research, and you're listening to Nobody Else But Me.
0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nobody But Me. Nobo Boomy with your host, myself, Brian Bowden. Um, It's... Been a great start to the new year. I mean that facetiously. Um, it hasn't been it hasn't been starting out too good for myself, but I'm looking forward to a, a good turnaround of events coming up in the near future. We are on Spark Radio Network if you're listening. We're also on every type of podcast you can imagine. All those catchers out there will catch us. We're not just for paranormal people, remember that. Uh, But we do cater to ghouls and goblins and some of the greats of the paranormal realm. And that's who we have on tonight. This gentleman um, is one of the most, I think, influential and important people in in the paranormal, um, let's say, industry, and it is an industry. Um, he's been doing this for, for a long, long time. He is the, re- uh, the, the, the owner, the host, of, uh, and the producer of phantomandmonsters.com, um, and he's also hosting on Arcane Radio, as you just heard in the opening. He is the one and only, and I'm welcoming him to the broadcast because I just want to get right into it. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on. Mr. Lon Strickler, welcome to Nobody But Me. How are you today? I'm
1: doing fine. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a, a big a big supporter of your website. Um, I've got to go on, and and, you, and the podcast, the Arcane Radio Network. Um, you really put out, and you're on the forefront of a lot of what's going on here. Um, your whole group, your whole inner circle uh, in, in the PA area, and what you guys do globally, um, especially, you know, is just very important, very informative, and it's an, immediate, an immense uh, source for really great uh, research and information. Plus, I mean, you know, all the guys that work with you, you know, between Sean uh, Falker and, and, and Butch Witowski, and I mean, everybody on your list, you have a great list of investigators that, throughout the country. So I have to thank you very much for that. As a researcher and investigator, boots on the ground guy, it's good to know that you have a resource like this available for us, um, as well as the general public. So I thank you for that.
1: Well, you're quite welcome i mean that's a lot of work but it's a labor of love i suppose we've got a um we've got quite a uh eclectic group of uh researchers and investigators in the paranormal but mostly the cryptic community and we're yep. we're spreading out throughout the country in canada
0: yeah you know and and what i love about it is the diversity that you bring to this it's not um it right off the bat you don't hold back um you guys are straightforward to the punch, there's no playing games, there's no pussyfooting around things, and I think that's very important. Um, yes, you know, like, like the, you know, people want a little bit of entertainment value, and if you don't find any entertainment from from what he's pushing out right now and what he he has on on his website, then you must be dead because it's it's just amazing. One story, one investigation after another after another. I mean, it, I, I'm blown away by it. Uh, between the interactive maps you produce, it's it's incredible stuff. So, um, again, I thank you. Wh- wh- where did you start with this? I mean, how did you get involved in this paranormal end of this? Well,
1: I, I discovered at around the age of eight, I was intuitive. I, uh, I was born and raised near Gettysburg, and I spent a lot of time on the Gettysburg battlefield as a kid. And during the summer, I would take I would get on my bike and, and ride the 13, 10, 13 miles to the, um, to the battlefield and just spend time there during the day. And one day, um, it, it just like, you know, the perfect storm hit. I right. was inundated with, uh, all kinds of, uh, weird activity. Uh, I, you know, I, I had known I was, there was something different about me being able to sense certain things. But I started hearing gunfire, seeing apparitions, the smells of gunpowder, the whole nine yards. And, uh, you know, that's when I knew that I was different and I could sense, you know, the actual energy from the past. So uh, it's not like I grew up in a haunted house or anything. I was, uh, you know, it was just a subtle thing. I didn't, you know, my parents, I don't even think my parents knew much about it uh i kind of kept a lot of to myself but as i got older uh now this is you know when i started you know when i left high school in the mid right. 70s i uh i started getting involved with looking into um, paranormal activity at homes and businesses and locations and you know back then that wasn't people didn't talk about that type of stuff
0: oh yeah no not at all you
1: know it was you you said something about paranormal ghosts or such you would uh you know you get that dirty look like you're nuts (laughs) yeah and uh so i did the, the spirit investigations and i still do that occasionally but in 1981 after i moved down to maryland uh i moved to sykesville maryland and i was fishing on the Patapsco River, about a mile downstream from the town. And I had a Bigfoot encounter. And Ooh. that was in May of 1981. And, uh, you know, I I had a sense of what I was w- looking at. I it, w- it was shocking, surprising. But, uh, you know, after that had occurred, and uh, I had found out the history of uh, other similar beings been seen in the area before and since uh i i started looking right. into the the cryptids and that's where i got started
0: at yeah i mean that w- was w- you know it's you're talking about an era that i kind of grew up in as well um i was a little bit younger on on, on the younger end but it, it was something you just didn't discuss but i understand what you're saying about knowing that there's something more there um uh you know it I gotta be honest. I'm a, a bit jealous that you had such a, a, a wonderful playground um, to play on. Although a hideous battle took place there, um, it's you know I'm growing up in New York City and um, we had crime, but we didn't have those historic battlefields. Um, I understand about the intuitive though. You, when you, when you, when you were growing up, did you you just have a sense? I mean that something was up. Like you know, uh, I mean I remember myself looking up at the stars and saying I. I kind of sort of need to be there i don't know why but you know it was always intriguing to me
1: well you know i was really fascinated with the history of the battlefield since i even lived near there and you know history has always been my favorite subject and it was something i started when i was younger reading a lot and uh you know i wanted to see it firsthand where the events had taken place that but the fact that this all opened up for me, you know, just put an exclamation on what had happened. Right. Uh, and, um, you know, after that, uh, I, I had also experienced a, a lot of uh, strange, strange things, apparitions. And you know, I, but like I said, when I, I can sense the spirit energy, it's, it's a, it's a strange process. Uh, and I've tried to explain it, but I wouldn't say it's like a third eye, but I, I'm able to um, I'm able to see uh, see spirits in my in my mind basically. But what happens is I start seeing certain colors that identify what I'm seeing.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. So, so it uh, you know um, it's great that you said that too. I, I, the things that I can do, I mean, one of the things we have a lot in common is the uh, remote viewing aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've also sensed that, you know, I've never sought it out, you know, some people seek seek it out like, oh, I'm a psychic or I'm this and like, you know, it was always in the back of my mind, but I went on with life. Um, But I've always been able to do certain things (laughs) um, out of sheer boredom, actually. Um, If you're on the bus and you're just like mentally telling someone, I would just sit in the back and tell people to turn around, turn around in your mind's eye and you get them to turn around or, you know, you just get them to look at you. Um I you know yeah probability does play a part in that but I think there's more to it. Um but the fact that you've gone from that is is this something that you were studying when you were were growing up? I mean and, and said, "You know what? Hey, I'm going to you know go to school uh and I'm going to study science and this No. No, it was just boom. No, that is what happened. I uh, I basically I got I got married
1: right out of high school and I moved to, you know, I didn't, you know, I was going to go to college, but decided not to. So, uh, but I was going to study history and, um, but it, it just became part of what I do. I mean, it was, you know, you'd call it a hobby, but I, I kind of uh, mixed it in with what I was experiencing. And, uh, you know, when I started looking into the cryptids and a few other things, I you know, eventually started the blog and 2005 but before that I had been uh, I had been looking into all kinds of phenomena all over the country when I would travel and right. I would stop and talk to people and, and make notes and write about it uh, but when I did start to the blog then around 2010 I was fortunate enough to uh, be trained in remote viewing uh, controlled remote viewing nice. And uh, I was I was trained by someone who was actually part of the British government, uh, but had retired, and was you know good enough to, to teach me what you know how to do this and uh, how the process works. It took about a year. Yep. But I have used it to various degrees. I you know I can do it on my own to a point. But I do like doing it with groups and, uh, you know, I usually monitor if I've got a case where I do know the details, I'll do the monitoring as, as, you know, as opposed to doing the actual remote view. But I work with various groups.
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's very interesting you said that. um, I I do a lot of remote viewing the problem I have is because of my my background and I was originally a science guy I was originally going for engineering actually I studied a bit of physics astrophysics and I knew exactly what it was I was one of the few people to go into school knowing that you're gonna do in calculations instead of looking at stars um, and talking about some science there and then the realization of what am I gonna do for a living popped into my head so I had to, I, I switched gears but um, I was brought into the – I knew I could do remote viewing. I knew I had certain abilities where I, you can – I'm definitely uh, intuitive, and uh, I definitely uh, – an empath, which is the worst of the abilities to have because you just feel the tension of everybody um, mm-hmm. when it's on. I do have enough of, um, of the ability where I can shut it off kind of um, – I could just switch my brain into a different function but trying to explain how to do this to somebody or what you're seeing and what you're doing is very very tricky because i always question my vision i always question what i'm seeing and Mm -hmm. i don't know i wasn't formally trained in this um whatsoever i wish i was and i wish uh you know to many degrees i had a a master to guide me through and see where i'm going right or wrong i just been going with it more and more um the last probably 10 years. Uh, and I find that the more you use it, not only do you have, does, not only does it work better and almost instantaneously at, at certain points, but you start developing other aspects of uh, of gifts um, for the, you know, like uh, being able to, like you said, you see certain spirits or what have you. Um, it's, you know, I, I did a test. We went down to a... Um, you know, that apple picking in, 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 with my family. We went to a place in New Jersey that had a piece of property that was a part of the uh, Civil War. It was mm-hmm. an old house that was there. And they boarded up the house and they put it on a new slab so to try to maintain it. And as a, as a goof, I went up to the property and I put my hand on the wall. Because I know people that can do that. I, I have friends that you can just give them something, and they can tell you everything about what what's transpiring with you, and where this you know piece of metal or jewelry, even coins, have been. And with that, in in an instant, and I, I say I see I saw uh, several soldiers being worked on, a doctor literally sawing the leg off someone. You could smell things. You could mm-hmm. see steam rising and what was very odd and that was the first time i had it was i got caught and the people that were sitting on stairs you can see you, i just knew i was it was a battle taking place they looked at me they, they i was there they they looked at the door and, and they they caught me or I, it's the best way to explain it so, and I've been in other situations where I've remote viewed for for our group for whatever reason, and I've gotten caught by people that do have gifts. Have you ever gotten caught doing that, or had an encounter? I think I remember um, hearing on a radio show some people asking you if you uh, would a remote view like a dog man or something like that, which I have yet to do. Um, and worrying about you know them sensing that oh you know they know that you're there.
1: Well, it can't happen. I mean, I have been. Um I have been involved with, uh, mostly hauntings and, uh, and, uh, oppressions and such. Right. Uh, you know, of course at a distance. And when you get involved with something like this, uh, there's always the risk that the entity can cause a a psychic attack. And that has happened to me a couple of times. I actually received two significant injuries on two occasions one time i uh had a last lacer- i got a laceration right down the middle of my chest and my sternum down to the middle of my belly wow and the second time i had severely bruised ribs uh so if anybody tells you that you you can't a psychic attack is just all well it, it it's not all washed <laughs> it it, it it yep. can happen, and it does happen. Uh, it just depends what you come up against. Uh, as far as the as far as an entity or a subject uh, recognizing that you are there, that happened to me one time when I was doing an off planet remote view, ah. and the the alien or entity or whatever you want to classify it as, uh, I could tell it could see me. It, and that turned out to be uh, that turned out to be a little hairy, and the person <laughs> the person who was monitoring to me actually got me out of there quickly.
0: It did, I, I mean it's it's a very unusual experience because um, I guess I you know it's a little bit of a hot shot thing where I, I thought like uh, you know like. Uh, maybe they can't see me or whatever. When you get caught, and then someone tries to throw up a, a psychic fence or, or a door, and you you know you, you're kind of battling, and you're not even you leaving where you are. You know, I'm in New York City, and this is taking place upstate New York, or another one. I'm having a fight, and I'm in the middle of Arkansas someplace doing something for somebody. Um, it blows your mind, and. To try to tell people about this, I've, I'm thankful that you're you're there. You know, a, call, a phone call away. Uh, Butch is a phone call away, and a couple of other, other players, Eric and and you know, Ron. There are people that you can go to and say, "Oh, I just had this incredible experience that's freaking me out." You know, help me out um, because no one wants to. You know, no one really wants to believe what you're saying is true, um, or the people that think they have rational minds in, in, involved. But it is true. Um, I, I've yet to have those uh, those lacerations or or, or beatings, but I, I'm, I'm intrigued by how hairy did it get for you over there at the uh, at, uh, off world.
1: Well, it got to the point where I you know I knew I when I knew it was happening, I uh, I, I told the monitor see, one when, when I'm going through the the CRV the controlled removed viewing. Right. I'm basically telling the monitor what I'm seeing. And what's going on and when i after i described what this thing was like and that it was following me with its eyes uh they took me out
0: yeah yeah i mean and you, you, what did you ever worry after like it's that 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 break didn't really break that there's still little residual and you may get a little bit of a, well a visitation later on
1: i have had visitations but not related to the remote views. I've oh. had presentations in relation to people I have, experiencers I have worked with. Right. And I explain a lot of that in my recent book, yes. uh, Alien Disclosure. And uh, it, it it's basically experiencers' uh, realities and what they have uh, gone through. Uh, and these are people I've worked with in cases that have been I've been involved with and uh, you know when you get into something like that a lot of times you are visited and uh, you know
0: yeah we're, uh, we have something similar that's going on right now that um, you know because I've got so many things going on on a personal level you know with family and whatever take care of certain things um, that I, 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 I think you have to be very mentally and physically prepared for when you do an investigation, no matter how minimal it is or how, how large it is. Because if you go in and you're, I'm going to say the term weak or not on, <laughs> I think it can cause a major problem.
1: Oh, yeah. you got to go unprepared. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, even if it's you're going to a location to uh even as with a group or something you know which i don't do but just say you go in with a group or something right first of all you got to be of the mind that first of all you got to protect yourself and you can't be weak physically or mentally at the time i mean no drinking no drugs uh if you've got a cold or you're sick not don't do it because you can be taken advantage of very quickly and uh but the biggest problem with people doing on-site investigations is attachments and uh i have dealt with literally hundreds of people who have been involved with investigating the paranormal who have gone to a location and have picked up attachments yes and then i've got to help them sort that out and that has happened a lot and yep. in fact, when I was doing this fairly regularly, I'd say eighty percent of the cases I received were from people who were involved in the paranormal.
0: Really? So a, a lot of investigators getting uh, getting a little extra bonus on. The yeah, I mean, getting
1: deeper in what they, you know, uh, you know, the paranormal and the popularity of paranormal. You know, people watch the TV shows and. They figure it's all fun and games for the most part, and they're going to learn all these secrets. Well, that, it just doesn't work out that way. First of all, it, it's it's not what you see on TV, and second of all, picking up an attachment, even if it's just a benevolent attachment, it's going to cause, you know, it's going to cause problems. Uh, you know, they 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 want to uh they want your attention a lot yes and uh that's something you're gonna have to deal with unless you get it removed so yeah i mean that's that's something i i have a lot of experience with 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 uh experiencers
0: yeah and you know um it's it's very interesting how you 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 know all all this information all this knowledge all this know i love the fact that you've You've transferred over to a, a, a physical form. Besides the Phantom and Monsters, all the books you have out there, and you have just a huge library of great uh, you know books out there available on Amazon.com. <laughs> just tell everybody to go out and buy a couple of books. Um, and I noticed the Alien Disclosure. That's that's next on my reading list. I'm I'm finishing up a different book from uh, Ron Moorhead right now, um, dealing with a uh, Quantum Bigfoot, which I do recommend to everybody. But one of the things I love, though, is the fact that you are always keeping up, you know, ahead of the curve. Then, and you, like you said, there's a lot of people that come out there. They watch these guys that are plumbers that go out on investigations like, oh, I can do that. Mm-hmm. I, I have a I have a friend that's local to us and he wants to go to a cemetery and he bought all this paranormal equipment. And mm-hmm. I said, I said, don't do it. Oh, no, no, I'm not afraid of anything. I'm like, I'm telling you not to do it. You know, they just don't, you know, you can lead a horse to water, <laughs> but let them get possessed because if they're not going to listen, you don't listen. So um, what percentage of, when, when you have these reports coming into you and in your group, um, and I'm going to switch a little bit of gears here, but it's mm-hmm. the same thing. What percentage of the people that are reporting stuff after you're doing the interview, that do, do you go, well, I'm not sure about this one? Um, you know, the hokey pokey stuff, the people that want the attention, um, what percentage of that do you think you have?
1: Oh, I know it varies. I mean, normally if you get the initial report and then you talk to someone, you can fairly easily tell, you know, in the beginning that they're trying to pull your leg. Right. And it does happen. I don't know what a percentage it would be, but you do get them. Um, uh, you know, this is what has fascinated myself and my team, the people I work with, with these, uh, wing humanoid sightings in the Chicago area, yep. these witnesses, uh, they did embellish on what they, they mentioned. In fact, you know, say you get a, uh, an email and they give you a description of what they saw and everything, and then you, you want to talk to them. Right. And when you get on the phone with them, they just refuse to embellish on the account. And you can even try to, you know, feed them information and see if they'll change it. And they won't won't change it. And uh, that happened a lot. You know, I'd say right now, you know, since I've been actually reporting on the map, uh, the sightings from 2011 up until the present day. we're up over 100 right now and there have been some that i i just did not feel you know met the standard right yeah but there are there have been some uh, very profound sightings in during that time period and um you know we have uh well i wrote i wrote mothman dynasty in late 2007 which described what was going on in 2017. Then my colleague, Tobias Whalen, he wrote um, The Lake Michigan Mothman, which was just released in December. And now I'm in the process of writing a, uh, a book about flying cryptids, but right. I'm also going to update on the Chicago and the Chicagoland uh, sightings and, you know, give an update on that. But we're still receiving, you know, we're still receiving reports. And in fact... We have been uh, getting a a small flap of sightings in and around International. Right. And, uh, you know, these have been quite interesting. They've been up close and personal (laughs) with the witnesses. We had one witness who was a TSA officer. So, uh, you know, they're they're coming from credible people. And uh, we have talked to all the witnesses personally. Uh, we also had one witness in in the uh, in the Rosemont area, which is just north uh, east of the airport, which we received five reports in that that area, uh, where she had seen an alien or gray like alien and two women uh, in contact with this wing being, and uh, we're getting stories about entities disappearing and uh a lot of other crazy phenomena so you know at this point we we don't know what we're dealing with you know but we've got some ideas right and uh you know i i i just say you know look if you've had something and uh you've seen something and it just doesn't have to be in the chicago area you just feel free to contact us
0: right and and um we're going to give that contact information to everybody in a little bit uh just i just want to keep going with a little bit of the what's going on over that 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 whole chicago area there you know i've i've uh i'm um, i'm always doing research so i'm listening to a variety of different uh, uh researchers and investigators and i did remember hearing something uh, you were doing a show at one point um and we were talking you were talking about what's taking place with the flying humanoids the flying batman um i've i've been Checking out the website. It's very interesting on how many of these sightings you have there in Chicago or in the area are, mm-hmm. really, really are really up close. Mm-hmm. I mean, up close and personal. Um, between the, the the truck driver, I believe, at Nippon Air uh, headquarters or whatever on the, at, at O'Hare, um, him, you know, seeing that. And then um, there was another gentleman that, I don't know if it was the same guy, uh, the Spanish gentleman who, who referred to it as a demon. Yeah, uh, because he got that that dreaded feeling. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, with these these creatures and going and knowing a bit about Point Pleasant and what took place, this foreboding uh, feeling that they have. Uh, I'm I'm going to right off the bat, the first thing that pops in my head is a little bit more infrasound um, mm-hmm. th- that this creature may possess a little bit more infrasound and uses that as a almost like a defensive mechanism. Um, do a lot of people have the same similar type of foreboding experience or, you know, just the, the sheer terror?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of shock involved, I'm quite sure. You know, you know, when I do report these, the first thing that people are telling me, well, why don't they get a photograph of it? They've all got, everybody's got a cell phone. Well, <laughs> you know, first of all, you see something that you've never seen before. You're trying to figure out what it is. The last thing you're thinking about is getting a photograph of it. Exactly. And by the time you get the phone out and get it adjusted, this thing is gone. So that's why we're not getting photographs. You know, we've had people attempt photographs. Right. But they just have not been up to expectations. Uh, yeah, you know, you talk about this infrasound. You know, this is something I've been, you know, I've been thinking about for years with most cryptids, you know, Bigfoot and upright canines and you know other winged beings uh there, there may actually be something to that um i don't know it what it causes i don't know if it has anything to do with the actual feeling of dread but i think it is um it, it does cause people to um to like it, be more shocked than anything else
0: yeah you, you know it. i i brought a lot of the infrasound to um uh our group's investigations before anybody else did, and and I was one of the few people that that started talking about it. Um, I'm not as huge or big as I'd like to be on on certain things, and not for the fame as much as for the interaction. And because I I you know I get a lot of great information that helps me out in our cases when you get to interact with other investigators. But one of the things I do remember is um, my cousin was involved in the with movies and and composing way back in the '70s. And they came over to our house, and this is when The Exorcist came out. One of the the, the things that most people don't realize about The Exorcist is that the producer of that, the the musical producer, the uh, the audiologist that that was used on that knew about infrasound. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons why that movie was really, I mean, besides the storyline, but that was really creepy, what really got on people's nerves was it was one of the first movies, I think the only movie at the time, to actually uh, use infrasound in the soundtrack. Mm. So, you know, there are frequencies that they it touches a nerve. It's kind of just, you just feel uncomfortable. Um, there even, they even talk about frequencies that can kill you, technically. I don't know. You know, I'm not I'm not going to go test those out, uh, Lon. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I've, I've been thinking of infrasound right off the bat. And uh, as I've grown as an investigator with more research, more experience, more boots in the ground, and opening up to other things, you know, there's a lot of interdimensional talk and initially I was opposed to it. Um, I thought a lot of people were, you know, okay. Yeah. I didn't call you crazy, but you know, I'm like, okay, this person's a little off. Uh, but when you have an experience that leads and tells you from point A to point B and it is in a split second and it's about a mile and a half, um, there's gotta be something more to it. What's your take on this thing? I mean, are, are these mothman creatures part of that interdimensional realm
1: the I most think most cryptids are. To be honest with you, um, I, you know. I it's the, First of all, let's just talk about Bigfoot real quick. You know when, sure. uh, you know there are indigenous Bigfoot uh, that I believe do live habituations and you know live as groups in certain parts of the country, in uh, particular uh, the upper, uh, the Pacific Northwest, uh, down in. Uh, Florida, the swamp apes. Yep. Uh, some parts of Canada, but overall, I, I believe that um, Bigfoot is tied to other phenomena. Now, what that phenomena is, we're not quite sure. Uh, you know, Stan Gordon has been talking for years about the UFO Bigfoot connection. I kind of bought into that very early. Yep. And uh, through some of the experiences I had and some of the things I've talked to with experiencers, I believed there was something to that. I've seen indications where, uh, someone would be following one of these creatures and it would just suddenly disappear or you follow a track line that would just suddenly stop. Like it took off somewhere. Uh, you know, there, there's just a lot of unexplained, uh, incidents that you know tend to make it seem that you know there's something more to this than just a um a being an indigenous being now i do believe that the interdimensional bigfoot interdimensional cryptids are flesh and blood right or corporal but i do believe they are able to travel between realities somehow now are, are able to go into other realms right uh and i think for most cryptids that's true and now this thing in chicago with the winged entity even the mothman of point pleasant i believe was an interdimensional being i believe it was a summoned being it was summoned by a spirit a strong spirit that still resides at the area in and around the uh, west virginia Ordnance works I have heard so many EVPs from that area. I have felt the strong energy there. I, I've been there a couple times. It's it's palpable. Yeah. There's something there. And I think the, the, the Mothman of Point Pleasant was a guardian or a sentry of some type that was, was uh, summoned. Now, for go ahead
0: when you say that I mean are we talking about like you know there's a lot to it like it was warning it was warning people don't go on the bridge and they use the bridge as an example but like that kind of century where it's no it's-
1: I don't I don't buy into the harbinger thing theory. Yeah. uh I, I you know th- this being had been supposedly seen around 30 times previous to that right the, to the silver bridge collapse uh I, I, I just think because of the tragedy being in a small town, the loss of 46 people, which is massive yeah. for a small area, I, I think residents kind of used the Mothman sightings as an excuse for what happened. And quite frankly, that isn't the only phenomena that was going on at the time. There was a lot of UFO activity, a lot of paranormal activity, of course, the men in black sightings. Right. And... Uh, you know, just like with most other phenomena, there there seems to be various types that kind of connect each other. And uh, I think what's going on in Chicago is very similar to that. It's um, are these summoned beings or are these beings just coming through uh, for brief glimpses of time and, you know, and then suddenly disappear. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's a strong possibility. Why? I don't know I, is is it a harbinger or a portent of disaster i don't believe that i i believe you know some of the incidents that have been described as being harbingers well of course with point pleasant but right just like the the uh, blackbird or chernobyl where pe- it was documented where people had seen this, this uh black bird huge black bird that was bit seen above the uh the, the, reactor. the power plant before yeah. the disaster uh i i don't really believe that these are harbingers i just think that these are phenomena that just happen to be there
0: you, you know it, it's something about um these these cryptid sightings. a lot of a lot has changed in the world of the cryptid mm-hmm. um i i i've know, you know there was there was always bigfoot sightings um and certain areas have a lot more than others um but your your state uh, had a ton of of dogman sightings. We have a, we have a our a, 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 a fair share of dogman sightings in New York State, and I think that has to do with tunnel systems as well, inner earth type of workings. But a lot of this stuff has seemed to be moving to Indiana, which um, is very interesting. So I, something in the back of my head is saying there's something going on in Indiana, and it may be military related. Black it may cars.
1: be. But you know,
0: yeah. Indiana
1: Indiana has always had a history of uh, strange phenomena and uh believe me we've we've received a lot of reports of strange things in indiana uh you know it, it's always been well known for for ufo flaps and sightings uh, this this wing humanoid phenomena has found its way into indiana as well right but it's always been known for the thunderbird phenomena and other type of winged beings pterosaur like beings uh you know that upper midwest is 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 rife with that type of stuff and uh you know getting into wisconsin with the uh the upright canines and all kinds of things It's just a lot going on there oh
0: oh, that that, wisconsin is a pretty interesting state all over
1: yeah and you know you talk about pennsylvania we've
0: had it all here i mean (laughs) <laughs> you just uh, changed the license plate from a friend in Pennsylvania to a cryptid in my, Pennsylvania. Yeah,
1: my <laughs> wing my wing being encountered back in 88 was here in Pennsylvania, not far from where I live now. And, uh, you know, I have had people tell me of what they've seen around here and throughout the state. You know, right. I, I get all kinds of reports. But the, uh, the upright canine and Bigfoot are probably the biggest in this state. These upright canine sightings—they uh, kind of kind of come in in, in, uh, in groups, but you know, historically, they have been seen uh, in the area, also down into Maryland. Maryland's got a, a, a tradition of what they call yep. duo sightings, and. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, there was a lot of uh, a lot of that, but throughout the state, in, in in the central part of the state, currently, we're getting some very credible sightings, even from officials with the game commission who have come to us and reported these things. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's out there, I, you know. Uh, but it, it just kind of, uh, you know, we kind of gotten to the point to expect anything around here. That's why that's. <laughs> That's why I've got so many investigators in Pennsylvania because, well, you know, we try to cover the state the best we can, right? Uh, but, you know, there's always something going on.
0: <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting you mentioned Maryland because um, I had my last, I'm going to say, dogman type of uh, experience actually in Eckerd, Maryland, uh, on the border between that and Delaware, staying uh-huh. in a hotel, and you got the uh, amber eyes. It was just. <coughs> Your my my spidey senses kicked in sixth sense and it was, I don't like I said before I'm not I'm not Mr Tough Guy whatever but I don't I don't get scared by much. Um, but I literally was staying at a hotel, and I told my wife I'm like don't go out the side entrance, do smoke in the front. I mean I put a chair in front of our door, like mm-hmm. that would have stopped a, a dogman from coming in. Uh, you know, the uh, the local uh, hotel that was there. Um, but yeah, there was a, there was an experience that was just. You just felt the presence. You felt the pressure building, and then I started hearing things, uh, almost like uh, moving, trying to flank me. And when, the, when when I get the goose flesh, that's a good indication things are taking place because of past experience. But one of the things that was I, I, I'm really really focused on is I think that you know the the, the large collider that they have now over in uh, what is it Geneva um, that that they're they're playing around with. I think a lot of these cryptid sightings that are, have been out lately and these rake sightings, which are, are very interesting more so now, I think maybe they have played around a little bit too much with uh, that collider and they may have opened up things unbeknownst to them or, you know, who knows, maybe they purposely did it, that has allowed <laughs> these, these interdimensional creatures uh, more access to our area.
1: You know, that's possible. That's something we have looked into, especially in Chicago. Yeah. Out, in Cook, out in Cook County, the Fermi Labs has a particle accelerator. Oh, yes. That's actually been there for 40-plus years. Well, it, and uh, they, they keep telling everybody it's shut down, but there seems mm. to be a lot of activity going on around there. I've had people tell me a lot of different things. And, right. uh, you know, I don't know if that's connected with it or not. Uh, it very well could be. But, you know, the fact that we're getting these sightings all over the place in general uh i don't know if that's actually what it is i you know i think uh you know people are are much more aware of cryptids and paranormal uh since the internet has uh become the standard and i i think it's it's a lot of it has to do with collective consciousness and possible Thought form manifestation. Yes. Uh, that may very well be an avenue that needs to be explored. Uh, you know, <clears throat> when you do what I do, and you know, when you, you're looking into people's experiences, you, you almost got to take everything into, into value as uh, there being a possibility. You know, I, I, I can talk about that with a lot of people right. and I get the strange looks like, oh, man, you're <laughs> really going off the <laughs> deep end on this. And, but, you know, there there's just a lot of unexplained phenomena. You know, people have talked about, well, David Pilates has talked about the 411 and these uh, these large number of disappearances in, in, in parks and such. And uh, just like, you know, a portal opens up and swallows people. Right. I, I I believe that's absolutely possible and uh, you know I think as the years go by and quantum computing actually becomes mainstream which I'm sure it will eventually right uh, I think people are going to be able to produce uh, phenomena uh, I will personally and, yeah. and, and it calls different type of uh <laughs> high strangeness as a result of it.
0: You, you, you know, it's it's uh, interesting. One of the correlations I got was when when I started following your, your uh, you know, the flying humanoids. You know, it seems that you'd be picking it up, and I remember you mentioning it in another show around 2011 um, when you started really coming in. Um, it's just very interesting that the, uh, the collider over in, in um, Chicago was... And I'm putting air quotes up. Closed in
1: 2011.
0: Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, you know, they're possibly and they classified it as an
1: accident. They said there was an accident, but they never really, they never really came out and said what it was. Yeah. Uh, You know, they said they've got to shut down and that they've been working on it. Well, you know, working is relative. I mean, what do you mean by working (laughs) on it? You know,
0: we're only using it fifty percent power. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, you know, there's just a lot of strange things that go on around there. You know, I have um, <clears throat> I have talked to delivery people and a lot of people live around that area about what they've witnessed over <laughs> Here, and there's some strange stuff that goes on there.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. You know, I, I it, it's it's almost I would say it's partially comical. Um, some of the things you hear from people and it does give you a little bit of chuckle because when no, I, we're gonna call them normal people. See these things—that's not normal. Um, the reaction—it's worth its weight in gold. I mean, talk about America's funniest videos. Um, it, you know, when you, when you—I love when someone that that doesn't believe in it is or is an actually has an experience. It just makes me feel so good. Um, specifically, my my partner, my wife, um, who to this day still says it was a, a, an air balloon, um, an airship, and it was clearly not. But, you know, it, it's it's interesting, that collider in, in Chicago that very few people know about, unless you were in mm-hmm. the area, I mean, most people just, they know about the, the big one, but they didn't know that we had the largest one up until the point where they finished constructing that.
1: Yeah, there's it still, was actually the first yeah. one. And, yeah.
0: and one of the things that people don't even know even more about is, there's one that's supposed to be bigger than that one, and bigger than the one that's, that's at CERN. Um, that they were working on developing. They did about 15 miles worth of it first. It was supposed to be 54 miles in, in total, uh, which I, I, I don't put it past our, our black uh, 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 deep state to um, say, yeah, it shut down, and then they're actually building it. Um, there may be a lot of advantages to that, but I just, I just find that, that, that having that ability to uh, play around with particles and energy um, just like, you know, the, the the energy that was in in you know the munitions factory in Point Pleasant, um, I think this and, and Chernobyl. If you if you start totaling it up, there's a lot of variables that start clicking together where where you're getting these sightings, and you're getting uh, a release of energy. Uh, well, you know,
1: I, I you know I don't really buy into the um, the conspiracy theories as opposed to some other people. But, I, you know, when it comes to the government and some of this phenomena, uh, well, just take the area in Maryland where I lived. I lived in near Baltimore for 40 years, and that's where I had my Bigfoot encounter. But there have been all kinds of stories of uh, strange uh, phenomena, in particular the Bigfoot phenomena, from military people who have retired and people I've talked to at, you know, who worked at certain military facilities around that Baltimore, Washington right. area. And, you know, people who aren't familiar with the, that metro area, there are literally thousands of facilities that nobody knows about. They yep. just, you know, uh, there's, it, it's, it's amazing. I mean, even when you get out beyond that metro area out into, west, uh, out into Western Maryland, there's a lot out there yeah you know you talk about the obvious ones like Raven Rock, which is just above the Pennsylvania line right down into uh uh Camp David down further down to fort Dietrich and uh, other underground areas as well there's a there's a lot going on there there's a lot of connection between you know the underground you know when you say the Pentagon well, we're pretty positive that there's a deep underground at the Pentagon as well <laughs> and as well as other areas and um, you know you know some of the phenomena that has been reported to me and others uh, you, you got to start thinking about you know th- that's there is there is knowledge in the government about a lot of this stuff and uh, uh you know i as people talk about you know just like ufo's and ufo disclosure or <sighs> alien disclosure it's we it is going to come out in bits and pieces which they are doing now uh you know we're being spoon-fed for the most part and uh you know this thing with the what they call the tic tac yeah UFO with the nimitz group and then there was another incident out in the, the atlantic and uh you know bits and pieces of that are coming out but when it comes to entities and and uh, extraterrestrials or other beings beyond the human realm uh, I don't think we're going to get much of that. That's going to be like a need to know, and we're going to know when it happens.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. It's it's a totally different animal. I think spoon-feeding people this UFO talk is is uh, an easy way to, you know, enlighten them, the fact that UFO has been here for since the beginning of time, uh, for the most part. Uh, I'm not a really big fan of whatever the Stars Academy, and... Um, I'm not a Mufon guy at all. Um, oh, me neither. I, I just <laughs> uh, if you if you want to make you know, look about about making money and 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 showing off and boast, you know, pumping your chest, then go to Mufon. Um, I think a lot more independent investigators are doing better job, better work, no matter what team you're on. And I oh, I, I,
1: I believe that. You yeah, know, I so, I have known people who were with Mufon that have been discouraged into looking into certain phenomena. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, even though they were classified within the group as to look into that phenomena, they've been talked out of it. And, um, you know, that's just the nature of the beast. I mean, uh, it it all sounds good and well, but when it comes down to the brass tacks, um, they're only going to go but so far. And, you know, if anybody independently comes into that group a lot of their research is shut right down
0: oh yeah or or it's taken and it's 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 yeah removed uh, yeah
1: that's
0: true i know i know uh the there's somebody in our group that was bigger with MUFON and uh they've claimed several times their computer's been hacked and their their stuff is missing uh relating to certain things that they were that they were researching and people knew that they were researching it and um you know, there's, there's just a bad taste in your mouth when it comes to these groups. Um, You know, I'm not really. I'm with the group, you know, Bronxville Paranormal, but I, I've always been an independent. Uh, even the founder of the group has been an independent, and we work really well together. So that that's what you know why we're we're doing what we do, and when yeah. we do it. But in general, um most of these things you're seeing publicly between MUFON, the Academy to, to the Stars Academy, it's It's a dog and pony show, Mm -hmm. Um, and the big boys, you know, they'll give you just enough uh, these days where they'll feed you a little bit of this. It'll sound exciting. Um, I guess the body count got too high, and they said, look, look, cut back on killing people, you know, when it comes to relieving, (laughs) revealing some of this stuff.
1: Enthusiasts of the UFO phenomena and other paranormal phenomena, even cryptids, uh, you know, most of them are aware of all the crap that we're being fed. You know, it's interesting. I was at a, uh, well, Butch and I were at a, um, at a local meeting in Harrisburg last week. And it's a group that we, uh, we have gone to before and talk, you know, and and taking questions and answers and such. And (laughs) these people are well aware of all the, all the, uh, all the, all the, Embellished reports, embellished productions that people are seeing on television. You know, of course, there's some that that believe every bit of it, but there's and it's getting it's getting to the point now where it's it's more and more. Uh, It's just like this um, this Project Blue Book television series. Now, the first year was was just a mishmash of everything. You know, gee, Allen Hynek must be rolling in his grave. Oh, yeah. But the second season is starting soon or starting this week. And uh, I'm kind of interested to see how they mishmash that as well, because quite frankly, it, it's ter- it has become very confusing uh, to people who do know what's going on or I do know or are familiar with the cases. It's much more confusing to people who don't know what had actually happened. And, uh, it it does seem like these type of TV shows are produced to kind of confuse people and to, and to kind of give the, uh, the company, uh, story to speak about what had happened. So, um.
0: yeah, you know, it, it's really, it's very interesting because I, I was with a group at one point. You know, we met once a month and, you know, they, oh, let's not talk politics and they want disclosure. And, and and I've said since the beginning that I've really, you know, come out with uh, talking about UFOs, investigating and so on and so with the group. Um, disclosure has taken place and disclosure took place with the Heineck himself mm-hmm. being the one to disclose it. Uh, Publicly, it was called a movie, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's your disclosure. Aliens are Mm -hmm. real, crafts are real, we've been having a relationship with them for decades, and uh, and their exchanges, and everything that took place in that movie took place in real life. Um, Whether you choose to believe it or not, I don't understand why people need to be, you know, get taken by the hands, like, look, these are real UFOs. See? Okay, now let's go back to our room. Um, You know, one of the things about the TV programs look, they're they're, they're for entertainment value. Oh, um, absolutely. But I do agree with you on on uh, the company getting involved in it to, look, let's give them a little taste of it, but let's confuse them enough where they're just it's too confusing to really follow so maybe they'll just forget about it for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, something that was very interesting when we were talking about cryptids and interdimensionals and the these beings of, uh, ability to just disappear in front of you. Um, you had Ronnie on, Ronnie LeBlanc. Um, the other uh, the other day right or uh, the last uh, show on Arcane radio right and uh, what 's very interesting um, is uh, when I was at crypto when I was at when I, was, I was with the, um, those guys up there at the p a Bigfoot camping adventure that uh, Eric puts on, which was fantastic um, we got discussing about a lot of this stuff, and one of the guys there is not for the woo stop talking about the woo woo doesn 't exist um, in my research i, I even though you may not believe in the woo, you have to keep keep it as a as a bookmark just in case the woo becomes real. Otherwise, if you're blinding to it and you're not looking at it, you're gonna miss a bigger picture. Uh-huh. A perfect example of the fact that this creature has that ability to disappear, cloak itself, but still be present was in in two two forms of, of video. One was in this last episode or the episode um, of that, that, what is it, Expedition Bigfoot thing, Uh which is comical at certain points. I'm not laughing at Lonnie, uh, I mean at um, Ronnie at all, but it's just, uh, you know, it's entertainment value. But they had the the cryptid, the the Bigfoot, on uh, Flair. It disappeared in an instant, but it didn't go anyplace. It cloaked itself, in my opinion. And it was going on the hunt. That's why the deer reacted the way it did. I'm not sure if you're aware of it or if you're watching it. Yeah, I, it I saw it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've always said that just because they disappear doesn't mean that they disappear. They have an ability to cloak themselves and disappear from physical view. Mm-hmm. Another show is, you know, Jay, Finding Jay. Right. Um, I watched the documentary. I thought it was fantastic, actually, for what it was and what Jay did with that. was It was very well put together. There's a point in that video, in, in that, um, in in a scene where the trees bent, and look the trees bending, well, my personal opinion is there is a cryptid right on that branch,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the, you just you just can't see it. One of the reasons why is um, when you, you the ability of these creatures to do what they do, they raise their vibration level to a certain point that allows them to get into this interdimensional. Um, it gets into quantum physics and what have you, but. Because it's it's vibrating at a higher frequency and it's able to t- take advantage of that, we can't see that. These are th- these are frequencies that are are not available to human sight or, or hearing. So that's one of the reasons why. So there's perfect evidence of the woo <laughs> mm-hmm. in these in these uh, these shows right here. Um, but I, I just I, I'm I'm always laughing um, at 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 this fact and when people just believe everything. Is there anything else? You know, that's coming out. That's that's good or worth its salt these days. Uh, that you find. Well, you mean as far as TV shows and such, as far as television, you know, or, or that cable, you know, like.
1: You know, I I take it as it comes and and make my decision. You know, the expedition Bigfoot. It, it, it's an ambitious project. Yep. Uh, but. Like everything else, there's got to be some entertainment value injected in it. But, uh, you know, some of the things that Ronnie was talking about as far as, uh, you know, you're talking about, you know, the heat signature just disappearing all of a sudden. And, uh, you know, that's something I have talked to people about in person. I mean, as far as, you know, even seeing the Bigfoot itself disappear. I've talked to people who have seen heat signatures disappear. Uh, Particle and vibration changes, that that could be an explanation. You know, that's something people have talked about quite regularly about uh, the extraterrestrial phenomena where... People can be brought onto a craft without entering a portal or a doorway or something. It's like they, they or their vibration has changed to where they can just be permeable through the uh, surface of the craft.
0: Anything, anything material. Yeah, it's yeah, and you know
1: the, the theory to that. Is sound, but quite quite honest with you. Um,
0: it's been proven, though. But this is yeah. the whole thing. It's been proven yeah. in physics. See, this is part of quantum physics. Um, one of the suggestions I, I beg you to get uh, Ron Moorhead on your on your show to, if you haven't had him on already, if you can, um, and discuss his quantum Bigfoot book. It, it, he's he's one of the few people out there that's actually giving you like here's the proof it can be it can happen,
1: mm-hmm. and he's
0: he's validating what it can do. So, I love that. I love that you're, you're, you know, you're on with this as well. I love this fact.
1: Well, you know, I just take... I, I take a lot of the uh, evidence, anecdotal it may be, but the evidence that people uh, share through all types of phenomena and try to connect it with other things that are gone. And, um, you know, there, there does seem to be a, uh, some correlation there. And... Uh, you know, this is why I have thought for oh, at least a decade that the Bigfoot phenomena is just not tied to being a, an indigenous species. I mean, this, there's something going on there. And, uh, you know, even with the other cryptids, I, I think there's something going on there as well. It's just a matter of being able to produce the evidence to where the mainstream can accept it. Uh, you know, the, the Bigfoot right. community is a fickle community because uh, a decade ago, or oh, even up to five years ago, if you talk to people about uh, an, about Bigfoot or upright canines, dogman being interdimensional beings, you know, you just got shut down right away. Well, since the phenomena has not been explained since, and there's no body. There's there's no real tangible evidence of these things. Right. Uh, a lot of these investigators, and I'm even talking about old time investigators, are becoming more and more open minded about it. You uh, know, I, I use this as an example, and my apologies to Linda Godfrey, <laughs> but I, you know, I've known Linda for a while, and she kind of poo pooed this whole interdimensional thing with the uh, upright canines for a long time, but she started to come around and 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 state you know there's maybe something to this. Uh, there there has been a lot of strange phenomena that she's she has been uh, subjected to with this this being this upright canine being uh, that. It kind of leaves the possibility that there's just more than this being flesh and blood and indigenous.
0: Right. You know, it, it's interesting. Some of the experiments they've done, where they're 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 changing the particles and vibrating at different frequency levels, to be able to manipulate it and going through physical solids in uh-huh. physics. One of the side effects of when it gets to that point, or gets to the boiling point, where it's able to do what it can do and good transfers from the physical realm that we can see in this, this spectrum into that, un, you know, unseeable, is there's a spark. There's like a like an energy transfer, like a, or or burst. We'll talk of like an afterburner or something like that. Yeah. Um, and it's very interesting, actually. Linda's movie uh, the, the Bray Road movie, I believe it was. Yeah,
1: a lot of that is explained yeah.
0: in there. Yeah. Yeah, well the, the, you know the the farmer that took over the property, he um he had video yeah. there and he said there was a a storm that came in or some kind of energy vortex or and then there was a light and then they caught a little bit of a blur. I think part of the also the blur factor on the blob squatches is, is because it is vibrating at a higher frequency. Yeah. Um try to take a picture of something like a paint can uh mixer. Um, it's kind well, of hard. You're going to get a blob.
1: This guy's name is Lee Hemphill, and he his um, he owns this this property along the Bray Road. Right. And, uh, boy, some of the stuff that he has captured over the years is really intriguing. And uh, I have been able to briefly discuss some of this stuff with him. Literally, there have been apparitions and uh you know all kinds of strange mist and such associated with what's going on there uh it it, it is it you know it's mind-blowing i would actually love to go there at some point point. Uh, he because he has invited me in and i would like to go there and and really see it for myself because it's uh Maybe that's a, a, a good road trip for my team to, to go over there, and I, take a look someday.
0: I, I was just about to say, Butch, tell Sean to get the car ready. Yeah, put the up there because
1: uh, yeah, yeah, you know we. <laughs> that's it, you know I've been intrigued by it. I really have been, but um you know, it, it's it, it's kind of gotten to the point now where you know. When people started looking into Bigfoot, it was, you know, it was all cut and dry. This yeah. thing's a, a creature. It's out there. We don't understand it, but we believe it's there, and that's it. Well, it, it's gotten far beyond that, and uh, there's much more that we don't know uh, now. I think we're more confused than we ever have been, but hopefully, you know, we're going to get to the point we're going to, gets a better idea of what we're dealing with and you talk about the woo factor well the woo factor it it, there is some woo there oh yeah it really is i mean i you know when i start talking about the woo factor and some of the uh oh i don't know some of the new age stuff i hear from certain people that's what i consider woo but when i when i start talking (laughs) about cryptids And some of the strange phenomena associated with it—that's that's that's more reality than woo, to me.
0: Well, you know, and I agree with you. And you know, one of the things about the whole term woo—it's very, it's very, um, it's almost like people people that were believing in UFOs and cryptids that we call crazy and made fun of. Well, calling something woo is making fun of the people that are like. You know, you're just pushing yourself one step above the ring of the of the, the paranormal crazy zone. Um, yeah. so I think it's a disrespect factor, but you know what? When I've seen some things I've gone, Woo, what was that? Yeah. Um, and I I'm I'm more leaning towards a lot of the stuff that they classify as woo and I know I'm gonna be called out for it and frankly I don't care.
1: Yeah. I don't Um, care either. I, you know, I've, I've had more things thrown at me now as as it's the bottom anymore.
0: You know, so I'm, I'm not afraid to, to, to tackle that. Um, a couple people in in the group that I'm in or don't want to go in that direction. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, look, this is about research is getting to the bottom line. Um, uh, hopefully we can develop a lens that will actually capture that, that realm. You know, I think that's what we're, we're, we're missing.
1: You know, here, here's an here's an example of, of something that was introduced to the uh, the the public that has really been part of uh, of paranormal phenomena. You, you you know about the Predator movies and the yes. uh, the glimmerman effect with the Predator oh, movies. Yes. Well, in reality, that phenomena has been going on for a long time. People have actually seen that. I have been receiving port- reports for decades about that phenomenon even before the predator movies even came out that now what causes that is that to, something to do with the vibration you know can there are there actually beings that can cloak uh you know that glimmer effect has been seen and it's been seen with a, a quite a different variety of uh cryptids and other phenomena so um, you know a, a lot of times when you see these things on in movies and televisions it it's based it's based on reports that have actually been out there uh, you know you talked about uh, close encounters well that was based on some incidents in uh, particularly the incident where the policemen were chasing there was uh, UFOs across the Pennsylvania Ohio line uh, back in the '60s. I mean, a lot of that was based yeah. on actual events.
0: And, you know, and and th- that's the whole thing. Talking about the glimmer. We we've actually I've actually experienced that on an investigation for a, a Bigfoot investigation in the area that we uh, we'll call it our hotspot um, that we don't give away. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've experienced it. It's very mm-hmm. very quick. It's faint and it's very unnoticeable. If you're not really paying attention, you're going to miss it. And that's part of the camouflage mm-hmm. um, and the advantage to whatever is doing it. We've had a, a Bigfoot experience there. We've had UFO experiences there. We've had a, a portal experiences there. Um, it's a very interesting um, area. So, I've, I've, we've, you know, the best part about after an investigation, in my opinion, is um, discussing what the hell you just saw. Yeah. Um. And trying to, you know, like, well, wait a minute. What did you see? What did I see? And you're like, uh, we usually write it down separately, and then we swap each other's papers, and we start reading it. I'm like, oh my god. Okay, so I wasn't going crazy. Um. But that glimmer effect. You're right. A lot of this stuff has been in play for centuries.
1: Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. And
0: it's just. Look, it's not my, it's, I, I'm, not, I'm not asking you to buy anything when I, when I talk about what we talk about on, on any of these shows or when I do presentations in public. I, I'm just there to inform. Um, you don't want to be informed? That's fine? Well, that's just, you know, I, you know? just like in my case, I,
1: I do solicit reports from people, and I do get a lot of calls, and I get a lot of emails. But I, I do try to follow up on, on these reports as much as possible. And I'm simply there as a conduit to put it out there for people to look at. And, you know, if they've got questions, fine. They can ask me. I don't normally put out a lot of commentary in the the post. I will put something as, you know, to maybe uh, make the, uh, you know, to try to make things more clear to people. But overall, you know, my opinion I say for the radio shows and the books.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it's easier to do it that way. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and this is one of the reasons why Phantom and Monsters and your books are so such an asset is because you put it out there. You're neutral on it. Um, sometimes you'll say, you know, we're, we're going to investigate further. We'll report back, which is, is fine. Um, but in general, it's up to you, the reader, to, to take what this is and either start researching more of it, want more of it, or say, oh, these people are crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it's, again, like I said, it is the resource. So for everybody listening out there, if you really want to know about cryptids and aliens and, you know, flying phenomenon, and uh, you definitely have to head over to phantomandmonsters.com, um, 100%. And also... Lon, where can they get your books? Just so we well, get that- Yeah,
1: you just go to Amazon uh, and put my name, Lon Strickler, into the search and it'll come up. Um, my most recent books are The Mothman Dynasty, Chicago's Winged Humanoids. That was written in the end of 2017. And my most recent book is Alien Disclosure, Experiences Exposed Reality. And uh, that book is is just cases that i've been involved with right and uh you know i i even describe uh an encounter i had in beginning of the book and um things that have been explained to me and shown to me by uh by the the gods is what i call them (laughs) and uh you know i i have gotten a lot of good feedback on that book so there's a lot there but uh, I, I do explain a lot of the people that I've dealt with over the years. David Eckhart. there's a whole chapter on David and, and some of the phenomena he has been experiencing over the years. Uh, other people, in particular, one woman who I got involved with her, um, her situation, and she was suddenly abducted, and nobody's heard of her since then. Wow. Uh, yeah, that type of thing. So it's, um, there's a lot there and, and, you know, you know, there's uh, but it's a book I've been wanting to write for a long time and I decided, you know, I finally decided, eh. It's time to do it.
0: it it's it's in my it's in my uh, save section for for picking up it's it's one of them uh, but hopefully one day i'll meet you over and in, in the pa area and we'll just get get it from you and i'll sign you'll get it to uh, give me a little sign on that um,
1: okay sounds good <laughs> you know
0: uh i definitely would love to, to head out with you guys on an investigation in a couple places uh i've done a little bit with ron when we were out there we went to the chestnut ridge and that's mm-hmm. a, that's a lovely place. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, uh,
1: there's a lot going on, but then, you know, yeah. that, that area is well known for the craziest phenomena that you can think of. And, um, <clears throat> but it's well documented. I mean, you yeah. know, Ron Murphy's been looking into a course with Stan and others and, uh, yeah. it's, uh, I mean and Eric and also it's it's been well documented
0: i I'll, I'll tell you it's it's such a great crew and i'm 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 really happy to call everybody friend here um and it's always good to know like if there's an issue and I'm like, oh, let me ask Eric, let me ask you, let me ask ron you know there's there's a lot of go to sources to to you know and and it's the same thing i'm always available if anybody needs anything um yeah. our group is we're open open policy and we're we're one of those few groups out there that shares our information we want other people we put up raw video and uh-huh. then we put up the video after we we've Experienced it, um, and you know, I've reviewed it and stuff, so we want people to get involved in this, uh, not just sit there and listen to these podcasts. You know, you want to investigate, know what it's like to sit there and watch nine hours of video mm. <laughs> and almost frame by frame, uh, which is just numb to the mind, uh, after a while. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it's well, um,
1: that's true paranormal research. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it's not. It's not the everything crammed into one hour on TV, and this happened minute by minute. <laughs> you I know, mean, that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's hours and hours, days and days of of investigation what? and. Yeah. Sometimes you don't get anything.
0: No, you know, and sometimes you get absolutely, as they say, nah, you get nothing. You get nothing. Um, there was a couple of times we did an investigation uh, at, at Nuclear Lake, and we posted up the photos. And we, you know, Al talks about this all the time. He's on a couple of different radio shows here and there, being interviewed. And someone in there, like we, we always tell them, go take a look at stuff. You can do the investigation. They caught in two of the photos there which is very interesting because i must have reviewed these photos on uh, from from a 13 inch screen up to a 70 inch screen and just didn't get it i mean i saw the orbs that's that's obvious but um there's something that looks definitely like a bigfoot conical head very large like a monkey and then there's another one that someone caught um clearly looks like a dogman uh, or a canine upright canine with the ears, I mean, it's like, it looks like there's a German shepherd there, not a bear. Um, and it just blew our minds. Um, and, and this investigation was out of control. And eventually, when we went back a few months later, when it was uh, warmer, we did find a den. So And there seemed to be pups in the den. And they didn't look like uh, your general coyotes or, or whatever. They, there was a, a nasty-looking thing there that had was ginormous. Um, but that's for another day. <laughs> but um, I don't want to take all your time, and I, I want to thank you very much for being on the program. But I want to give everybody a chance, besides the Amazon, how can they get in contact with you?
1: Well, they can, uh, you know, they go to phantomsandmonsters.com and, and you know, go to the uh, the links to contact me. I have several buttons and such you can click to uh, email me. But my email is lawnstrickler at phantomsandmonsters.com. And my phone number, and I'm not afraid to put it out there, is four one zero two 410-241-5974. And I, uh, I am pretty busy, but I do have, I do pick up most of the time.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, you uh, know, sometimes it's good when you get a recorded message. At least you have some, uh, you know, hard copy um, for the most part. Yeah, you know, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're, you're just stacked with stuff to do and and again i can't thank you enough for coming on uh, it's been a pleasure talking with and chatting with you i don't want to take up any more time it is a little bit late it's not super late but you know we all have to get to to where we're gonna be um i do appreciate it do you have any any events you may be like appearing in coming up in the near future Where people? i don't, can I don't
1: have them? anything scheduled um you know, I don't do a lot of events. Um, it, you know, it's, it's normally maybe something special that I'm invited to or something, but quite frankly, I I really don't sign up for a lot of the, uh, a lot of the events and such. That's just something, you know, i have I've done it in the past. (laughs) It it just seems to be tiring to me for a lot of things. And, um, you know, I kind of work within myself and the people I know. And, uh, You know, whatever we get, I put on the blog, and, you know, and of course, I present it in the books and present it on on a podcast or a radio show. So, uh, yeah, if you want an explanation for what's going on, that's the best way of getting it.
0: Well, we'll definitely have that that in the show notes for everybody as well. But I got to stress if Butch is listening, anybody's listening there, when it comes time for Eric, when you have the next. Uh, Bigfoot uh, camping adventure we need to put bubble wrap around Lon so we make sure he gets there so we can see <laughs> <stay home>. him <laughs> because it'd be, it'd be a pleasure to finally meet you um, <laughs> besides talking to you on the phone um, I, I, I had some great conversations there, it was fantastic meeting with everybody and you know Butch is just, is outright incredible um, the stuff he has and the, the, the breadth of his knowledge is just beyond belief uh, I I did Dave Scott a favor, um, and I love Dave. He's part of the family too. And I was trying to fill in for Butch when Butch was recovering. And mm-hmm. those are like, I'm, I'm a big boy. I can't even fit in those boots. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the best they could, but and I did pretty good. But um, no one can be uh, uh, Butch when it comes to those, you know, all all the uh, the story. I mean, he comes up with stories that's incredible. And I I swear, uh, if he comes toe to toe with a with with, with a dogman. Um, they're going to spit them right out. <laughs> like, no, 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 not this one. It's <laughs> so like, okay. I mean, Butch, I, I see Butch like having like two dogmen on a leash walking eventually. Um, but I do appreciate it. Thank you very much for being online. You have a, a great night, great week, and let's make 2020 an amazing year for everybody.
1: Okay. Thanks again for having me.
0: You got it. Bye now. Bye. Well, my friends, that concludes another great episode of Nobody But Me, Nobo Boomy with me, Brian Bowden. I got to thank Lon again for coming back on the program and the broadcast. And it was just a fantastic show. There's so much more he has for us. And hopefully we'll get Lon back on the program. Uh, Regards of the Inside the Goblin Universe show with Ron Murphy, we're going to be coming back with a couple of new episodes. Ron and I have a lot going on right now. Ron just uh, thankfully signed with an agent and we've been doing a lot of things in public uh, for for TV. Yes, we have been doing things for TV and the big screen and the small screen. So hopefully we'll be able to talk a little bit more about that, but we have some great guests lined up on that end of the program. But I wanted to wish everybody great 2020. Hopefully we see perfectly. We forget about all the the BS that's been going on. This show, uh, what I like to do about it, I like to have other other venues on here, other subjects besides paranormal. We wanna have music art, entertainment, you name it. Um, hopefully we'll get the Stone Brothers on here and they'll be talking about their new uh, Jews and the Blues movie, which would be very interesting. It's the first documentary of its kind. And we've got a, a lot of people lined up, a lot of famous people and a lot not-so-famous people or yet-to-be-famous people. But once again, check out Phantom and Monsters. Sign up for, the, for that uh, newsletter from Lon Strickler. Uh, Check out Arcane Radio. He's got great shows. And everybody on there and everybody part of of, of Lon's group, uh, the investigative group, Um, each individual person there is more than worth an assault. They all have their own little programs. Go look them up, check them out. Um, Well, my friends, that concludes another great episode of Nobody But Me, Nobo Boomy with me, Brian Bowden. I got to thank Lon again for coming back on the program and the broadcast. And it was just a fantastic show. There's so much more he has for us, and hopefully we'll get Lon back on the program. Uh, Regards of the Inside the Goblin Universe show with Ron Murphy, we're going to be coming back with a couple of new episodes. Ron and I have a lot going on right now. Ron just uh, thankfully signed with an agent, and we've been doing a lot of things in public uh, for, for TV Yes, we have been doing things for TV and the big screen and the small screen. So hopefully we'll be able to talk a little bit more about that. But we have some great guests lined up on that end of the program. But I wanted to wish everybody a great 2020. Hopefully we see perfectly. We forget about all the, the BS that's been going on. This show, uh, what I like to do about it, I like to have other, other venues on here, other subjects besides paranormal. We want to have music, art, entertainment, you name it. Um, hopefully we'll get the Stone Brothers on here and they'll be talking about their new uh, Jews in the Blues movie, which would be very interesting. It's the first documentary of its kind. And we've got a, a lot of people lined up, a lot of famous people and a lot of not-so-famous people or yet-to-be-famous people. But once again, check out Phantom and Monsters. Sign up for, the, for that uh, newsletter from Lon Strickler. Uh, check out Arcane Radio. He's got great shows and everybody on there and everybody part of, of, of Lon's group. Uh, the investigative group. Um, each individual person there is more than worth an assault. They all have their own little programs. Go look them up, check them out. Um, check all our guests out, and uh, we'll be back shortly. So, as my buddy would say, see you bye. Hey, this is Brian Bowden. I want to extend a deep thanks to Purple Planet. You guys rock. You're listening to Nobobumi, where we explore deep inside the Goblin universe. The opinions expressed on Nobobumi are of that of the host and his guests.
1: Hey everyone! I'm Cat Ward, host of Paranormal Heart, your monthly paranormal podcast. Join me the last Sunday of every month as I speak to people who share their paranormal experiences. You can follow me on Podbean, YouTube, TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, and Paranormal Radio.
0: Why don't you burp next time? Someone get me Brian Anderson.